Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show Cubs Pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. It is August 7th, 2023, and this is Cubs pod, your daily dose of digestible Cubs content a Bleacher Bunch production for the fans first network brought to you by our over 100 Patreon supporters. You all make this possible. Thank you so much for the support. And if you are getting this for free right now, consider joining on at Patreon slash Sunranto. Go over there for even a dollar a month. You can get all the great bonuses. Uh, you can join the Discord where a lot of great conversations are happening every single day and we do game watches and all sorts of good fun stuff for our Patreon supporters. So get over there and help us out. Atlanta came into Chicago looking to exert a bit of dominance over uh, what looks to be a 500 Chicago Cubs team, but the Cubs are not really 500 right now. They are on a roll. Since the All-Star break, they have only lost one series, and that was to the Red Sox immediately after the All-Star break. And since then, they have won every series, including three of four from the Reds to knock them out of first place, and then to get Atlanta two out of three, another first place team. And in fact, the best team in the National League. It was a dull, drab day at Wrigley. Uh, the, the clouds were in. It was misty all day. Uh, everybody had to play through that weather, but maybe it affected the Atlanta squad a little more than the Cubs. I don't know, but the final score was 6-4 to four with the Cubs coming out on top. And uh, so, hey, anything that helps us, I'm in for it. Charlie Morton went up against uh, Justin Steele in this one, and uh, Morton was not super sharp. He only lasted 4.1 innings. Uh, he only gave up four hits, but he also gave up four walks, which earned five runs for the Cubs by the time his guys were off the base. And I say that because he left the game in the fifth inning with the guys on who did eventually score. In just the 
4.1 innings. He threw 99 pitches, though. So I think that kind of illustrates how he didn't have the command that he wanted and he wasn't, you know, he was throwing way too many pitches for where he was at. On the flip side, uh, Justin Steele, um, he wasn't perfect, but he threw a lot better than Morton and he threw a lot of pitches too, but he was able to hold out a little longer despite also giving up four walks. Um, he gave up eight hits and that earned three runs against him. Of course, one of those, uh, he also gave up another unearned run. Um, he did strike out seven, but he also gave up a home run to Matt Olson in the third inning. And that is what got the scoring started in this game. Uh, Acuna was on. Olsen hit the two-run homer. Cubs go down two to nothing. A little bit scary, but they immediately responded with two runs of their own. Uh, They did not do it via the home run, though. It was a much more uh, manufactured sort of thing going a walk a single, then a hit by pitch, and then a ground out score to Maya to cut the lead in half, and then Bellinger walked to load the bases again, and then Swanson walked, Talkman scores to tie the game two to two. So lots of walks, singles, hit by pitch, all that stuff in that inning. And twice the Cubs had the bases loaded, and while they weren't able to really capitalize on it with a hit, they did take the walks and get in runs that way. Nobody scored in the fourth, but uh, Cody Bellinger had a really good double play. He caught a ball in center field, fly out, and Arcia must have either been stealing or there might have been a, a hit and run going on, something like that, because he was way off of first base, and Bellinger was able to throw it to Candelario to complete the double play. Cubs did nothing in the fourth, and then in the fifth, Acuna doubled, uh, And then he was thrown out on a single by Albies out to Hap. Uh, It was a terrible send by whoever the the Atlanta has over there at third base coaching. Uh, Sent him home and Hap threw him out by a long way. It was really bad. Look, Hap's had a few of these this year. Um, I don't know. I guess everybody is starting to run on his arm. But his arm isn't that bad. Look, I've been killing Hap's arm for years now, but it's not so bad that you can run on him when he's in like the mid to shallow left field. That's just stupid. He is a major league baseball player. I mean, you just any any further out. Yeah, he doesn't have the best arm in the whole world. But man, some of these guys are really pushing it against Hap and he's throwing them out, making them look like idiots. Austin Riley was able to get a single. He actually, well, it wasn't a single. It was scored a single at first, but then they called it an error on Madrigal, who got the ball in time, threw it. The ball made it in time. It was actually could have been a very good play, but because he threw it well offline, it pulled Candelario off of the bag. He had to make a diving stop, and when he did, he came off of uh, he came off of first base. Uh, so it, I, I thought it was an error. They ruled it a hit. And then later they ruled it an error. There was a second error on this play too, that isn't in the record books because David Ross, 
inexplicably challenged this call when it was pretty obvious to everybody that Candelario got pulled off the bag. But he challenged it, and he lost. That was stupid. But, hey, that's Ross GPT right there. So you have Riley at first, Albies over on second, and then uh, Matt Olson. Yet again, this guy is just killing us. Uh, he hits a single. That scores Ozzy Albies, and Atlanta takes another lead 3-2 to two before they can get Darno out for the third out and get out of that inning. In the bottom of the fifth, though, again, the Cubs come right back battling here. And this is where they kind of, this is when they got to Morton and Morton gets pulled. But yeah, so Mike Talkman singles to start it off. Uh, then he steals second base pretty easily. Uh, Nico Horner grounded out, but Talkman moved to third. Then Hap singled and Talkman scored. So now it's three to three. It's tied up again. Then Cody Bellinger doubles and Ian Hap is able to score. It wasn't a particularly great hit. It's kind of surprising that Hap was able to score from first, but they were kind of playing Bellinger off the line a little too much and where the ball landed sort of shallow. They were not ready to play it. It took a long time for them to get the ball in. And by then, uh, Hap, who had been, I guess, running on the play, was able to get all the way around to home and the Cubs take the lead four to three. Colin McHugh uh, replaces Charlie Morton, then Dansby Swanson grounds out. But then Jamer Candelario jumps in there and he hits a single, drives in Cody Bellinger, and the Cubs go up by two, five to three. Uh, Morell walked and Madrigal lined out to end that inning. The sixth was a tough one for Steele. Um, kind of surprised that he went out there. He really didn't seem to have it in that moment. A little tired out. Uh, he was deep into his um, pitches at that moment. Uh, he walked Marcelo Zuno. Then he walked Orlando Arcia. Uh, he got Kevin Pilar to line out. But then, like, he was up in the hundreds and just battling with Michael Harris. You could see how tired Justin Steele was on the mound with every pitch, but he stayed in there. He battled. Uh, it went seven pitches before Harris uh, was able to, you know, get a grounder and reach. So that was it for Steele. They bring in Fulmer. Fulmer immediately hits Ronald Acuna Jr. And at this moment, the bases are loaded. So when he hits uh, Ronald Acuna, that brings in a run and for some reason Acuna kind of stared him down which I didn't understand it's like dude he's clearly not trying to hit you to bring you to drive in a run in that moment I don't know some guys get kind of whiny about that stuff I get it like you get hit by a ball it hurts but seriously there was no intention there uh, unless he was intending to try and make the Cubs lose of course Maybe he just didn't care and did want to hit Acuna because the next two guys, Ozzy Albies and Austin Riley, Fulmer looked great against and got them both swinging. Oh, sorry. Uh, Albies was looking. Riley was swinging. So the score holds uh, at 5-4 through the bottom of the fifth, uh, through the sixth, and the top of the sixth. Then in the bottom of the seventh, they get... Joe Jimenez 
comes in. He replaces Brad Hand, who had been pitching. Um, Ian Happ flew out, but then Cody Bellinger singled, and then he stole second base. And then Dansby Swanson drives in a run with a double out to left field, and the Cubs go up 6-4, to four, which, as you know, is the final score of this game. But a uh, really big spot. Put a little bit more cushion, you know, two runs versus one. Uh, it's not a lot, but definitely, you know, that's what we call in the biz an insurance run. And then somebody gives us a bunch of money for saying farmers, animals, insurance or something like that. Except for nobody gives us money except for the Patreon supporters who we love more than anybody. But if you'd like us to shout out your insurance company, we will. Uh, just give us some money. I'm into it. Anyway, uh, Candelario walked, but then uh, Morrell flew out and Nick Madrigal grounded out, and that was the end of the inning, but the Cubs were up 6-4. to four. The top of the eighth was interesting for only one reason, and that's because uh, David Ross sent Jose Cuas out there to pitch. And then, just before the inning gets started, uh, Snicker calls on Eddie Rosario to pinch hit, and as soon as Eddie Rosario steps up to pinch hit, Ross comes out of the dugout and replaces Kuas without him ever even throwing a pitch. He burned Kuas and brought in Mark Leiter Jr., and apparently that was the correct uh, decision because Mark Leiter Jr. got three guys in a row. In the bottom of the eighth, you had uh, Miguel Amaya leading off. He gets the walk, but then they, uh, you know, Ross decides to send Patrick Wisdom in to run for Miguel Amaya. So now you got Patrick Wisdom at first uh, as a pinch runner. Mike Talkman's up to bat. Talkman lines out, and then it's Horner up there batting, and Patrick Wisdom takes off, and it's almost like they knew he was going to do it. Um, not quite a pitch out, but man, they had him by a day and a half. And what was amazing was uh, Darno put the ball out there. Ozzy Albies grabs it and straight tagged him in the junk. It looked like, <laughs> I don't know, it looked painful to me. They cut away. They didn't really show. Uh, they didn't show wisdom, you know, walking back to the dugout so i don't know if he was you know struggling there a little bit but man on the on the replay you see the tag and it does not look comfortable for wisdom so then nico horner walks and instead of having wisdom on second because nico horner walked instead you have wisdom still out because of the stupid steal and horner is by himself out there on first he steals second base but then ian Happ flies out and that's the end of the inning in the ninth, we get Adbert Alzali out there for the save. And he is up to the task against one of the best teams, maybe the best team in the National League. But immediately, Ozzy Albies hits a double to start the inning. So it does look a little shifty there for a minute. But he strikes out Austin Riley. He gets Matt Olson to fly out to Dansby Swanson over it, uh, it was like short left field. Dansby ran out and called Hap off and took the catch. And then uh, Travis Darno grounds out to Dansby Swanson, who threw it to Candelario. And this game is over. The Cubs fly the W on the series. 
The Cubs headed for the airport. As soon as the game was over, they're heading out to Queens to meet up with the New York Mets. Uh, the Mets, another East team, but not nearly as good as Atlanta. And let's just hope this team can really keep the role going and get us a series victory up there in New York. If not, a sweep. That would be nice as well. Even nicer, in fact. This game will kick off, not kick off. It will first pitch, first pitch off, pitch off. First pitch will be thrown in this game. At 6.10, Chicago Standard Time, it will be Drew Smiley going up against Kodai Senga. Yeah, that's it. Kodai Senga and the famous ghost pitch. Ghost pitch? I don't exactly know what a ghost pitch is, but it's got a great name, so I'm excited to see it. I wonder if on the pitch com, uh, whenever the... You know, the catcher calls for the ghost pitch. He hits like 666. Yeah. Ghost pitch. All right, let's get back to this. Drew Smiley has seen uh, these Mets a lot. Uh, Pete Alonzo has two home runs in 12 at-bats against Alonzo. He's hitting 333. That means he's got four hits, and two of those have been of the long ball variety. Uh, he's seen Lindor 17 times. Lindor is hitting 294. Uh, he's seen Marte 17 times as well, and Marte is hitting 235, so not nearly as good. Um, Brandon Nimmo, though, 13 times he's come up to face Smiley, and he has a 385 batting average. So that's a little frightening. Oh, and then we also get to see uh, Dan Daniel Vogelbach. The round mounder of grounders is hitting 250 against Smiley. That's uh, two hits in eight tries. No homers, though. So that's a good thing. The Cubs have only seen Kodai Senga one time. That was earlier this year. Um, so really, nobody really has any more than three at-bats against him, except for Candelario, who with the Washington Nationals saw Kodai Senga a couple of times, and he has five at-bats. So that's the most anybody has. And unfortunately, Candelario has hit zero balls, had zero hits against Kodai Senga. So that's not great. Uh, Hap had one hit. Uh, Morell had one hit. Suzuki has one hit. Swanson has one hit. Mike Talkman doing the best with two hits. All of those in basically three at-bats. But that is it. That's the game. It's coming up. Get excited. Uh, or don't. I don't know. It is just the Mets. If you're old enough, you absolutely hate the Mets. And if you're not quite that old, you don't know really why you hate the Mets. But it's it's 1969. Nice. And uh, since I did not do this yesterday, I'm going to do a quick wrap-up on the standings after Sunday's games. Milwaukee is in the lead of the NL Central, but only by a game and a half over both the Cubs and the Reds, who are tied now. Uh, the Cubs have one less win, but they also have one less loss. And that puts them tied at 518 winning percentage. Um, Pittsburgh is seven and a half back and St. Louis is nine and a half back because they are no longer challenging for this division. In the East, who we just saw the best team, they uh, 
Atlanta still in first because they have a 10 and a half game lead over Philadelphia. Miami is 14 back, but I believe that Miami is leading the, or not leading. They're the team that we have to chase down for the wild card if that's the route we want to do, which we absolutely do not want to do it that way. Um, the Mets are in fourth place. They are 11 games under 500. They are 21 games back. They don't have anything really to play for. And they sold off a number of guys at the trade deadline. And then Washington brings up the end of that uh, division with 49-63. In the West, the Dodgers are leading still uh, 63-46 and 46 out there. Uh, San Francisco is three games back. Arizona is eight back. So they are falling further and further off of the, you know, off of the track there. So San Diego is nine back and Colorado is 20 games behind the Dodgers. In the AL East, Baltimore still leads. They're lengthening their uh, lead over Tampa Bay to three games now. The last time I did this, I think they were one game ahead, and now they're three games. That's what you need to do if you want to uh, win a division. You've got to keep expanding the lead. Uh, Toronto is seven and a half back in third. Yankees are fourth, 12 games back, and Boston is in fifth with 12 and a half games back. Minnesota is leading the AL Central 59 and 40 54 they are the only team in that division over 500 and uh, Cleveland is in second Detroit is in third the White Sox are in fourth place and uh, yeah it looks like they just got knocked the heck out yeah we don't cost on this one uh, and then Kansas City bringing up the rear in the AL West, Texas uh, made some big moves at the trade deadline, but so did Houston. How did it work out for them? Well, so far, Texas has expanded their lead by a half game. They are in first. Houston is in second, two and a half games back. Seattle is in third. They are six games back. And the Angels are in fourth. They are ten and a half back. Oakland, Oakland, Oakland. Good Lord, Oakland. Uh, 34 and a half games back. That is, it's, they're 31 out of the wild card. That's terrible. But that's it. We're done now. Thank you for being with me. And, uh, Spagog!